In this presentation, we will consider the concept of future value. When considering future value, we want to keep the same picture in mind we had with present value. Obviously, these two terms are somewhat related. Present value, future value, that picture being if we had $100 today or $100 sometime in the future, which would we prefer? Typically, the $100 today. The idea being that the money that we get today is worth more to us than the money in the future and therefore if we were to equate these in terms of value the future dollars amount would have to be higher than the present dollar amount in order for these two values to be equivalent that could be due to the value of the dollar going down due to inflation or to what we could do with the dollar purchase get value in this point in time or invest increasing the value of the money for practical purposes, we often think of the future value calculation in terms of investments. In other words, if we had $100 today, what would it be valued at in the future in terms of future value dollars if we were to get some type of return on it? In other words, if we had the $100 today and we were to invest that $100, how much would it be in the future? Note that when we're in the future and we count the amount of money, we're in the future dollar amount. We're at future dollar values. And therefore, it's often useful to think about the future value in terms of application, usually with regards to some type of investment. We have money now. At what rate will it be to get some amount of money in the future? That amount of money in the future is in future dollars. Here's the formula for future value. We'll go through a few different scenarios in terms of how to calculate the future value. We have the formula. We have the tables. We have Excel. We want to know about all of them, even if we prefer one of the methods, so that we know that if we see any of the other methods, we're not talking about a different thing. This isn't a different animal. It's just a different way to approach the same thing, so that when we see that different approach, we then can apply it. We can use our own approach. We can see how things are working. Formula being F equals P times 1 plus I, or interest rate, to the N, or the number of periods. For example, if we consider our time frame to be one year, so we have $200 here, what's it going to be in one year or what's the future value at a rate of 10%? F equals or future value equals the 200 times 1 plus 0.1 to the N or 220. We can also consider the calculation in this format. If we start off with $200 and we say times 10%, 200 times the 10%, it's going to give us $20. The 200 plus the 20 will give us to that 220 at the end of this time period at the future value. Now, if we think this is a two-year time period, then we would have the $200 we are starting with times 1 plus 0.1 to the 2. And that will come out to F or future value 242. So if we started with $200 two years later, we've got the 242. Their value, the 242 is valued at future value. And again, what does that mean? It means it's actually, the, if we were thinking about an investment, we would consider we actually have $242 two years from now. That's in future value terms. Those are in future value terms, not in present value terms. And again, the 10% that we're getting might be a good investment. We might say that's a good investment. We earned 10%. It might be over and above what we think the rate of inflation is. The rate of inflation might be something less than the 10%. So when we consider present value and future value in terms of equivalent dollars, remember that we're usually talking about the idea of inflation, which is usually in normal times in the U.S. 1 to 5%. 
if we're thinking about the investment purposes, often taking into consideration opportunity costs, what would be a good investment, then we're considering the rate of return on the investment. So this 242 that we're considering out here, if we're considering this 10% then to be an investment type return is what we would actually have in future value terms. If we want to compare it to what we had at the beginning, we may need to present value it in terms of purchasing power, which might be at a rate of say 5% or 3% in terms of purchasing power. So the types of terminology that we use with the future value and the interest rate can be a little bit confusing when we start to consider uh, the types of investments or the types of ways we use the future value formula. Now we can do our calculation just to double check this. That We started off and we left off last time at 200 times 10%, $20. That's 220 for year two if we start at 220 times 10%. That gives us $22. 220 plus $22 is the 242. So that's another way we could think about how we get from the starting point to the future value two years later, the 242. The other way we can calculate this other than a formula is with the use of tables. The tables will often be used in test type questions at schools because it allows us not to have to use the formulas and it allows us to not use complicated calculators that maybe institutions don't want during test time and therefore the tables work well and are close to practice. In practice, of course, we probably would use uh, Excel, I think is the best format to use in practice. So remember, there's usually four tables. If you're considering future value, you can you can eliminate the two present value tables. You look at the two future values. Are we thinking about future value of one or an annuity? And here we're thinking about the future value of one because we don't have a series of payments. We have the interest rates on the top. We have the number of periods on the left. The periods could be years. They could be months. Typically, we're thinking about years, but uh, the periods don't necessarily have to be years. They need to, however, coincide with the interest rate. So we usually see that, I mean, we usually see the interest rate or whatever rate we're using at uh, the yearly rate. So if you're talking about a monthly rate, then, and you want to coincide with the number of periods that are months, you'll have to take that yearly rate and divide it by 12. So in our case, 10%, we have two years, that's 1.21, 1.21. So if we see our calculation, we have the 200 starting at, we have the 1.21 from our table, that gives us our 242. That's the second way that we can calculate it, often used in testing situations. In practice, we will typically use Excel. Once we know what the formula is, we can solve for any missing variable. So obviously we can use the formula to solve for the future value if we know everything else within the formula, or if we know the future value, we can use the same formula to solve for the interest rate, or we can solve for the number of periods. We can solve for whatever unknown is there given the information that we have. We can use that and solve for that using algebra. We can work with the tables to do that. We'll show how to do that with Excel as well. And that's going to be the most practical thing to do within practice. In other words, you really want to know the future value function. You want to know the present value function. And then uh, you can solve for different items that might be unknown, such as the interest rate or the number of payments with those functions using a feature called the goal seat function. So first, we'll go through the process in Excel. This is the third way that we've looked at. We looked at the formulas. We looked at tables. Now we'll look at Excel, the most practical format in real life in practice, gives us a lot more options, a lot more flexibility to work with these types of equations. So we find this formula in the formulas tab. We've got the function library group. 
and then we're going to go to the insert function this is going to be the way that we can search for functions and it's going to give us a dialog box that we can enter into that's helpful oftentimes when we're getting used to it we could search for the future value it's going to be fv you might want to just start to remember a future value is going to be fv you'll see it uh, represented as fv because it's going to be common probably because of the use of excel so here's our function dialog box here's where we're going to enter the data this will help us to go through the data we'll start off with the rate up top so the rate up top is in b4 so we have cell b4 and that's going to be the 10 percent or 0.1 it'll give you basically what is in that cell over here and then we have the number of periods that's in cell b2 so in cell b2 we have two and cell b2 gives us two the number of payments is zero that's the tricky piece this is, is zero but this is nice because note that the the future value formula the fv formula function will be the same for the annuity it will be the same for the payment single payment of one and that means we only need to know one function once we understand the difference between those two and if we can combine that with this the goal seek feature we can also solve for different factors within the equation with just this one function as well so if we can understand the fv function and the difference between the using of the payments versus the present value we're doing quite well so we have the payment is going to be zero we would only use that if it was an annuity if it had a series of payments rather than just one payment at uh, one present value payment and then we have the present value notice it's not boldened because it's not necessarily it's not going to be used in every kind of calculation it would not be used if we had an annuity calculation it will be used in this case because we're using the present value of one that being the difference between these two that's going to give us our answer of the 242 so here's our 242 uh, that it would result in through this function now we can also see this function in terms of if we wanted to type it in uh, this is the actual formula that we'll show it's going to be equals I usually put a negative before the FV or else it'll give a negative number as a response. The negative before it will flip the sign to a positive FV brackets. Then we're just going to follow our little dialog box down here. So it says rate rate is going to be here. That's picked up in B4. So B4 is the rate comma just means that it's going to go to the next function, which is the NPR and PER, which is the number of periods. It's in B2. So that's going to be B2, which is two periods, and then comma, and that's going to give us our next function, which is the payments, which is zero, because it's not an annuity. So we just put in zero manually, then comma, and the next item is going to be PV or present value, B3, so that's in B3 or the 200, and that's how what it would look like in terms of, of just the formula view of this. Now also note that we can figure out if we have this formula, this function, this, this form, f equals p times 1 plus i to the n, we could solve for f if we know everything else. But if we have everything but the interest rate, then of course we can solve algebraically for the interest rate. Or if we have everything plus the number of uh, periods, we could solve for the number of periods. We could do this algebraically, but we can also do it with uh, Excel. And the way we do it with Excel is we can use this goal seek feature. So the goal seek is going to be uh, over here in the what if analysis and then you would go to goal seek and it's under the data so data what if analysis goal seek and if you want a more detailed example of this we'll have demonstrations within excel but the idea then being that we can only know or we only have to know then the future value function 
and we then can solve for any anything that's an unknown here so if the only unknown is, is this item or or the number of payments we can use the same function and not learn three different functions use the same one we can use goal seek to figure out the unknown variable so we won't go into the detail within the powerpoint so if you want more detail some examples of that we'll have example problems that will actually be in excel just note what we want to do here of course is to basically memorize the the minimum amount that we need to get what we need to get done done that means we need to know the present value formula that'll and we need to know the future value formula and that'll take care of the present value of one present value of an annuity future value of one future value of an annuity and the unknown if we know everything else with the use of goal seek including the interest rate and the number of payments